This is Ion Health, delving into your overall well-being. With Arab Health. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Discussing women's health this hour, and our final guest is Dr. Awena Edi, a specialist in family medicine at Valiant Clinic and Hospital. She believes too many women put their family's health ahead of their own instead of making themselves a priority. Great to be in conversation now with Dr. Rowena Edie. She is there at Valiant Clinic, a specialist in family medicine, as we continue to discuss women's health, specifically here in the region. Dr. Rowena, speaking as a woman in the region, um, something I feel an awful lot of kind of frustration and and often sadness about is the amount of stigma that is attached to to women's health and issues that are traditionally thought of as being women's issues. And that can, can be through culture, it can be through tradition, it can be the way we raise our children or the conversations we have and don't have. Um, do you feel um, like that's something that's reflected when people come into clinic? Yes, I think women's health tended to be very much breasts and babies. You know, we thought just of women as women, forgetting that they actually have hearts and lungs and abdomens and that we need to look at their general health care in addition to their specific and needs as women. Um, I think that's definitely improving over the last few years. I remember when I first started in practice here, we had executive health checks. Now we have essential health checks. So it's not just for men executives, it's actually for everybody. We're doing a lot of wellness checks, a lot of um, health prevention checks, which is really great because simple measures like looking at somebody's weight, blood pressure, cholesterol, sugar, and correcting those early can actually make a huge difference to a person's lifespan and quality of life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it does sometimes come back to breasts and babies. And we know in terms of um, self-examination or going to the doctor about a lump, um, we know in the case of breast cancer, of course, in particular, that that early intervention is absolutely key. And yet we're still seeing yes. people perhaps not getting the help they need as, as early as it's needed. Do you feel like the enough is being done to communicate more awareness and education across women from all different nationalities and backgrounds? I was going to say that's the thing about this region, you know, we're unique in that we have so many different nationalities and together with that we then have all those different cultural and health expectations which we have to address. And I have one woman coming in saying I'm due for my next pap smear and another coming in who's never had one and doesn't actually even know what it is or has never heard about it. So I think we need as healthcare workers to take every opportunity when we see patients to try and educate that, but we also need those national programs. So for example, October, when we have um, Breast Awareness Month, it's wonderful women come in and suddenly we see all sorts of breast issues, something like the Pink Caravan, which really raises awareness. Um, you know, when we have media figures like Angelina Jolie, when she had a breast cancer and spoke out about it, that was wonderful because it took away a lot of the shame, embarrassment, stigma that goes with it when somebody's standing up and talking about it quite comfortably and openly. So I think those things are really important. Um, and just to address those issues um, with even teenagers when they're coming in, you know, I always try and talk about future healthcare, you know, with a the mother there so that she feels comfortable. And I'm very aware of cultural sensitivities in this region, but I think those are areas where we can educate early and try and get those young girls when they become women to be aware of what's available and, and how to check themselves. I think that is really crucial, actually. And the, you know, the, the the puberty conversation is not one that any parent necessarily relishes having. Mm. Um, but certainly, in other parts of the world, there's more in schools. Uh, there might be more, a bit more of a comfort level in the home. So, for you as a healthcare professional to be happy to take on an educational role as well is fantastic. And what other challenges do you think are facing women and their wellness? I don't want to talk about sickness, let's talk about women's wellness um, here. So yes, I think what's important is women actually do have greater access to healthcare than men. If you think about it, they come with menstrual issues, contraceptive issues, their antenatal care. 
But unfortunately, they don't tend to prioritise their own healthcare. They tend to put themselves definitely at the back of the queue. You know, it's very much about the children, about we have the sandwich generation where they're looking after children and elderly parents. Um, often they're too busy. So we're saying to them, you know, exercise more, eat healthily, do this, do that. But they're actually saying, I just don't have time. Um, so I think we kind of need to emphasize to them how important it is if they're modeling good, um, health, healthy behavior, you know, if they're eating correctly, exercising, making time to um, eat properly. And if they can do that as a family, they're actually modeling really good behavior that the big children will take forward and they'll become healthy adults with that as well. So I always try and emphasize, you know, if it's exercise, try and do it as a family. If you're eating, all eat together at the table, get the children involved in making the meal so that it becomes a, a family thing, not just a good food, bad food, do this, you know, I'm doing that. No, don't do what I do, do what I tell you to do. No, rather trying to do it all together. And I think that can work, particularly with younger children. I see that works really well. You know, if dad's out there kicking us up, or mum's taking them out for a nice brisk walk in the afternoon, that can really make a difference. And from a practical basis, if you're not going to the doctor as a woman, as a mother, um, and you get well, then you can't take care of anyone. <laughs> so, yes, know. absolutely. So I think that's the important thing to stress as well. You know, if you're not looking after yourself, you're the head of the family, effectively, in terms of mm-hmm. health and well-being, then you need to look after yourself. Dr. Una, I'm really glad you're here today um, in light of menopause. And I feel like there has actually been a real awakening um, over the course of the last couple of years when it comes to the conversations around menopause. And it mm-hmm. might just be the people I'm following in social media. Um, it could just be, you know, more people happy to talk about their experiences and, and, you know, people such as, you know, Meg Matthews bringing out a range of menopause products. But, yes. you know, puberty, everybody, everybody goes through. Not every every woman is going to have a baby, but every woman will go through menopause in some shape or form. Mm. Yet there still seems to be a big lack of research and even interest in it from the medical community. Um, can you explain in very basic terms what menopause is? What happens in a woman's body? All right. So menopause is basically when estrogen levels decrease, um, woman stops ovulating, she stops being able to have babies. Together with that decrease in estrogen, you then get symptoms that are with that. So the typical ones are the irregular periods, um, periods eventually stopping, hot flashes, night sweats. But there are other ones that people aren't aware of, like um, brain fog, um, forgetfulness, muscle aches and pains, um, poor concentration, um, memory issues, poor sleep. Um, so those are all things as well that people forget about. <laughs> and I think it's... There's been a lot more awareness recently. I know there was recently a programme in England with Devon and McCall, and, and there's been a huge upsurge and uptake in people making inquiries at GPs in England about hormone replacement treatment because of that. And I think women are starting to realise they don't have to suffer in silence. It's not something, you know, we all go through menopause. Some people have different experiences, but there's certainly ways that we can help. There's hormone replacement therapy, which is obviously the most effective because it's replacing hormones that have diminished and, and decreased. But there are lots of other ways as well that we can help just general good health, keeping yourself physically active. All of those things can help with heart and bone health. And there are alternative methods, herbal remedies that you, know, you can discuss with your doctor. Um, but there's so many different options. So don't be shy. Don't be scared to talk to, to a doctor. Don't be embarrassed about it. Um, you know, we're, we're open to talking about it. Um, unfortunately, in Dubai, there aren't as many options as there are overseas, but there certainly are options and we certainly can make a difference and really enhance your quality of life, both now and also going forward in terms of bone health cardiac health, brain health as well. I think that really speaks to to the point that as, as women, a lot of us go through life and whether that is painful periods or low mood or mystery mm. symptoms or, you know, in, in this case, menopause, just thinking that's how we have to live. And this is all just part and parcel of being a woman. And Yes, I was thinking that. You know, so many women come in and they've had painful periods for years and 
He said, but I could have helped you, you know, come in if you're having heavy periods, painful periods, menopausal symptoms, come in and discuss it and we'll see what we can do to make things better and to help you. As a doctor, though, what progress would you like to see when it comes to healthcare for women in the coming years? If you could wave a magic wand, doctor. I think education is important. You know, if people are educated, if they have information, then it empowers them to make those informed choices. I think um, the curriculum is really important. So teaching children about healthy eating, healthy exercise, healthy lifestyle, educating girls about the menstrual cycle, the reproductive cycle, menopause. And in the UK, they're lobbying to have menopause included in the health curriculum because it's important that people know about it. Um, prevention, prevention, prevention. You know, if we can stop people getting sick, that's so important. So, you know, your screening process, healthy lifestyle, um, things like the human papillomavirus vaccination, where we can actually prevent cervical cancer in great numbers. Um, so all of those, it's really just important getting that information out to people. I think so many people... They think it's private, it's sensitive, they're embarrassed. Um, and just remember, you know, the doctors, we don't get embarrassed. You know, we've heard, we've heard so many different things. Don't, don't be embarrassed or shy about coming to talk to us. We're here, we want to listen to you, we want to help you address those concerns. And, you know, we're very aware of those different cultures and we're sensitive to that as well. But there's so much that we can do to help you just to make your quality of life better and your future life. You know, you don't want to just have extra years in your life, you want to have a life in those years. So you want to be living a good quality life as well. The perfect note to end on, Dr. Rowena Edy. Thank you for joining us from Valiant Clinic. Really appreciate your time. And you're absolutely right. I'm glad you used the word about educating people, not just women. I feel like young boys and and grown-up men need to be aware as well so they can help support, help understand, and hopefully help finance some more research and development (laughs) into into, into women's health issues. Thank you so much again. Really, really appreciate it. Such a pleasure to have you with us today and join us next week for our last episode of Arab Health, where we'll be finding out the future of healthcare, innovations, and if we're heading in the right direction by introducing high tech. Eye on Health on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Arab Health, uniting the healthcare communities through business and education.